All right, good morning. Welcome to this uh, second meeting of our new year of, of ladies and very good-looking young men study. If you haven't noticed, I have a new addition to my family, Mr. Matthias up here. And uh, please be in prayer for me and mine that we would raise him in the admonition of the Lord and uh, to be the disciple that he's called to be. Amen? Thank you very much. Appreciate that. All right. Um, today we are in Psalms. Who thought I'd never have to pull this up, but I do. Not because, just because I can't see that far. <laughs> All right. Um, Psalms 96 today is, is our Psalms, and uh, uh, I just want a couple of, of facts that I found out in doing my study I wanted to share with you before we get into the breakdown of the actual scripture. Um, the Psalms are the hymnal of Israel, and it comes from a Greek word, of course. Um, uh, it comes from the Greek word psalmoi which is a poem to be sung with a string instrument, a a psalter or a harp. And um, David actually was the first big band leader. You guys remember Tommy and Jimmy Dorsey from way back? Actually, David was the first big band leader. His orchestra numbered 4,000 players. And um, we actually see in First Chronicles, I think it is, where he actually crafted um, these instruments, which I think is very exciting to me. So bear with me. When we go through these, some things might be inconsequential to you, but I find these kind of things fascinating. Um, The Psalms are poetry laced with strong theology. The Hebrew term for Psalms is praises. And as you'll see as we go through these, worship is a central idea of, um, of the Psalms. Now, um, Hebrew po- poetry isn't like we think of poetry. Like we have like the nursery rhymes and we have some poetry. I, uh comes to mind is Hickory Dickory Dock, the mouse round up the clock, which rhymes, has rhyming words and kind of keeps a rhythm. You know, and, um, you know, it helps us with the upbringing of our kids as well because, you know, they like to be very juvial. And, uh, and so do the Hebrews, but they kind of put a little different spin. Hebrew, Hebrew poetry does not rhyme or have rhythm, rhythm. It compares opposites a lot, and it uses, uses imagery. Like we've seen in the latter part of our psalm for today, it had the ocean in there roaring. It had trees that had, you know, all these, all these images of, of inanimate objects. Um, Hebrew poetry often refrains or repeats an idea by rewarding it. And those of us that are mothers know this quite well. We know how to do this. We say, pick up your room. Go clean your room. Don't shove it under the bed. Take it out of the room. See, we repeat ourselves, and so do, does the Psalms, the Hebrew poetry, by rewording the same idea several different ways. So, because, you know, we only are, we're only flesh and blood, so we can get it, or because of the groaning of the heart, where, you know, it, it kind of it gets, you just want to make sure that the Lord understands what you're saying. So, you say the same thing 
couple of different ways. Um, Psalms are for personal meditation or singing in groups. And this is one that I found interesting. Sometimes they were even written for soldiers. Good morning, B. For soldiers to sing while marching into battle. You know, and, you know, our own troops, you know, from the halls of Hero G. Oh, I didn't say that right, did I? But anyways, yeah, to the shores of Tripoli, that part I got right. So that's a Greek word, too. But anyways, so they, they serve the purpose. Um, we can consider them as diary entries. You know, they're, they're personal. They, they had meaning. They are... Um, they are an illustration of man's faith. Every psalm is a direct, a direct expression of the soul's consciousness of God. You know, remember girls when, you know, if you had a little brother, I had a little brother, and my diary had to stay in a hidden place, and I had to keep hiding it. I don't know if you guys had similar experiences, but, you know, because it would be found. But these are open expressions to be shared with all now, but they're all very personal. And, and you know, many of the psalms I, I take personal. And as the Lord takes me on my little journey through my different chapters of, of life, um, different psalms become different, very personal to me. They are a recording of man's experience of joy, sorrow, victory, and failure, and his reliance on the true and living God through all of it. You know, unlike us when we would write in our diaries and it was just to say it to somebody and not have it blabbed all over the place. These are entries, if you would, to the Lord because the writers knew that he could take care of whatever ailed them or that he was so excited to hear their joy or that just that he is their all in all. And, and, and by the end of, of this study, I hope you guys, if you don't already know, and even if you do know, that you would be renewed in just knowing that the Lord is everything. And he can, he can do for you what no man, what no, and yes, my husband will listen to this, and he knows that my God is my God. But Gary's a very good dude, if you don't know that already either. So anyways, here we go. Of 283 quotations from the Old Testament and the New Testament. You guys got that? Did I say that right? 283 times the Old Testament is quoted in the New Testament. 116 of those times, more than 40%, were from the Book of Psalms. So, you know, if, if the early church knew this, we should know this too, that the Psalms are very, very important. Many of the psalms are prophetic of Jesus, our Savior, as we saw in our, in our psalms from today. And, and that is, is huge, that the Israelites that were God's chosen people, that the Hebrews, knew supernaturally that someday their Messiah would come and that he would not only save them from their stupid selves, but save them from them stupid selves. Amen? Amen. Psalms are often grouped to parallel to parallel the Pentateuch. We were practicing this word in my house last night. The boys are funny, or they think they are. 
the Pentateuch is the first five books are the books of Moses, which are Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And um, the Psalms are often grouped to parallel those. And uh, uh, we'll talk about more as we get into later studies. We'll talk about that. Psalm 96 speech, speaks of theocracy as opposed to democracy where we rule ourselves. Theocracy means that God rules us. And it is also my prayer that you guys know that, that he rules us, that, that he is in charge of us. You know, uh, as my teenagers have all become teenagers, the big theme was, you're not the boss of me. You know, well, God is the boss of me. And I am the boss of you if you're listening to. So, um, and that God is sovereign. Well, let's, let's pray, ladies. Father God, Lord, uh, please help whatever's ailing Matthias. Lord, just be with me today. Be the words on my lips. Lord, I thank you so much for these, these psalms that remind me and uh, will remind us that you are a holy and just God. And I thank you that you never leave me, that you're always here. And nothing that I care about is too big or too small for you to handle. Lord, I thank you once again for loving me like I am, wanting good things for me. And the same for all these ladies. In Jesus' name and all God's women said, and amen. All right. So as I said, uh, Psalms 96 speaks of theocracy. It means that we are ruled by uh, the one true and living sovereign God. And it was taken from First Chronicles. It's actually an excerpt from First Chronicles 16:23 through 33. And it was a David's psalm of praise. And it was written while they were taking the ark to the city of David. And here this excerpt is, that was written for the Israelites. This excerpt speaks to us, the Greeks, the Gentiles, the non-Jewish people. And so I'm so glad that it happened, that it wasn't only for the Israelites, but that it is for all of us. Otherwise, we wouldn't be sitting here. And uh, to tell you the truth, if it wasn't for the Lord, I probably wouldn't be standing any place. Um, and it is a psalm of blessing anticipated. As I said, it speaks of, of the coming Messiah and, the, and the, the, the judgment that will come upon us. So let's get, in, let's get into the breakdown. I took my, um, my friend Lisa at the camp. is so good to me. She makes me out these little copies and I have uh, a new app on my phone uh, Jason Davis turned me on to. It's called Logos. So I was looking at the different translations, and um, I saw the Good News translation that I got very excited about. I had never read this one before, so that's what I'll be reading off of today is the Good News translation, or the GNT. All right. So we start out in verse 1. Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord all the world. Sing to the Lord and praise him. Proclaim every day the good news that he has saved us. Now the sing here, um, a translation or a commentary that I read um, equates this sing, the, the, what do you call it, the promotion to sing 
three times they they equate it to the to the Holy Trinity. And um, a little question that the commentary in my Bible posed is, you know, should you not say the same thing to the Lord twice? Can you not come to him with the same problem more than one time? I say no. You know, the Lord knows. Some things repeat themselves in our lives. And where better place to go but to the Lord as many times as you need to, you know, either correct yourself or lift up somebody else for them to get corrected or, you know, whatever the case, whatever the case may be. Um, but new songs are good, you know, as I go through different things in my life. It's not like, uh, you know, I came to the Lord with something five minutes ago, so I can't come again with something new right now. You know, he's always there. He's always waiting. And um, singing is a good thing. One of my uh, duties at the camp is I'm in charge of the dining hall. So I spend a lot of time in this very large area. And uh, to tell you the truth, I like being out there by myself a lot of time. And somebody brought it to my attention a few years ago that they can tell when I'm going through something, when I'm really dredging through something that's very aching in my heart because I sing loudly. Not necessarily well, but loudly. And I didn't, I didn't know that I was doing that. I just did it because I know where my help comes from. And so I would sing to the Lord, you know. You know, I, not necessarily the words like the psalmist, but I would just sing praise songs to him because, you know, I'm waiting on an answer. And sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no, and then sometimes the all-dreaded wait. I don't like to wait. You know, I'm a fast food girl, unfortunately, as you can see by my hips. Um, but anyways, I, I sing to the Lord, so I kind of feel a kinship to these psalmists that um, knew that that's, that's what you do. You know, you sing to the Lord. And to proclaim his good news every day that he has saved us. Um, every day, ladies, somebody needs to know. Somebody needs to know. Whether it be in your house or outside of your house, somebody needs to know. We were talking about this morning, you know, where, where do you take the good news to? Well, you take it everywhere. You take it to the post. And I'm not talking about being a quackadoodle. You know, if the Lord hasn't called you to street, uh, to street witness, to be out there and be an evangelist, please don't, because it makes us all look like nutballs. <laughs> Serious. But wherever you go, whether it be your demeanor or, you know, your T-shirt or, or your bumper sticker or whatever, people notice these things about us. They really do, and everybody's looking, you know. Uh, maybe it's not because you got a booger hanging out your nose, but people, man's heart wants answers. Man's heart wants to be loved. Whether everybody admits it or not, that's the honest truth. So let's take it out because, you know, like Hefe has said before, we all go places that he don't go. And you all go places that I wouldn't dare go. So take it with you. Take it with you, and, and if the Lord calls you, then, then uh, you know, say it, and use words if you have to. So, anyways, every day, but every day, proclaim his glory to the nations, 
his mighty deeds to all the people. Now, um, I read a translation that said, proclaim his glory to the heathens, which is not the non-believers. And yeah, we're called to do that. You know, like I said, this this excerpt shares shares this right to be in God's family with us, the non-Jews. And this this um, line promotes us to share it with the non-believers, so that they might become believers. So you know, we've been given this privilege. And, you know, what better way to thank the Lord than to pass it along? Here we go. Uh, verse 4. The Lord is great and is to be highly praised. He is honored more than all other gods. The gods of all other nations are only idols, but the Lord created the heavens. Amen? You guys believe that? You guys know that? I'm used to working with kids. They're usually a bit more animated. You guys are kind of still and paying attention. Thank you, ladies. Appreciate it. Make me feel at home. This is my Leanne doll. Our daughter Paige came for a visit from England, and she uh, crafted these dolls, and she made one custom for every member of the family. And so this is this is Mama Greek Goddess. <laughs> You know, she thinks that I am lovely. Um, and thank you, thank you, Kendall. More so, I I want to be lovely on the inside. You know, it's not. You know, I mean, it, it would be horrible if I had to wear this bag over my head every time Gary looked at me. You know, but uh, more so, my my focus is that the Lord would grow me on the inside. You know. And, you know, don't get me wrong, y'all should still comb your hair and brush your teeth every day, a couple of times if necessary. Um, but this is, and um, because I am Greek, I am um, in no way, shape, or form a foreigner to the ideal of idolatry. You know, we find in, in, in much of the New Testament where it speaks of, you know, in Corinthians, which is the province that my family's from, where they would have idol temples and prostitutes and, and you know, you have the Greek gods, you have Zeus and you have um, Athena and, and you, have all these, you have all these gods and then they had sex with people and, and, um, and that was supposed to be good, that they made demigods and, you know, just, just all this stuff that was, it plays out more like a, a, a bad soap opera it makes for good action movies, though. I do like those Clash of the Titan movies. And um, we have Blu-ray now, so it's like... <laughs> um, but it, we serve the one true, living, creator, always the same, always available. You know, you're not going to catch him in a bad mood just because, you know, like we can, you know, tend to do. Sometimes we just, we get hormonal or whatever. Um, God is always the same and always available. And, you know, there's not big old made-up stories to, um, to appease him. He, he is a God. But I do like my little doll. I like it. So anyways, here we go. Verse 6. Glory and majesty surround him, power and beauty 
fill his temple. You know, the Lord is all things good and all things lovely. That's when I know that I'm, that I'm nearest to him because my, my soul, I feel like, all right, this is good or it's going to be good. I feel comfort. You know, I, I feel, you know, I, I, uh, I used to tell the kids when they were little, confusion is not of the Lord, you know. When, you know, they, they would be thrashing or, you know, their rooms would be thrashed. Confusion is not of the Lord. And that's how I know if, you know, whatever is being whispered in my ear, that's how I know if it's the enemy trying to get at me or if it's the Lord trying to lift me up out of it. Because confusion is not of the Lord. All these things, glory, majesty, power, and beauty, they all belong to him and they're from him. And as we found in our study we can emulate these things, and when we do, that's when the world sees. That's when the heathen that it spoke about earlier knows who we are. That's our, our identity card. Um, verse 7. Praise the Lord, all the earth. Praise his glory and might. We were talking this morning about... Um, uh, David Crowder song, you know, praise, praise the Father, praise the Son. I don't know if you guys listen to rock and roll, but I do. Um, anyways, I love that song. And many of, of the worship songs that we sing or that you hear, even new ones that are coming out are, are from the Psalms. And, and I love that. I remember how excited I was the first time that I listened to rock and roll, you know. Third day, I think it was, and I recognized scripture in that in that song, you know. And I'm like, Jesus rocks! This is so cool! I can totally do this, you know. He's not some humdrum little guy sitting over there and frumpy. Um, and I was also excited that I knew enough of scripture to recognize it for what it was, because this is a learning process for me as well, you know. I, I've said it before. I I, um, I'm blessed to be uh, where I am, to be given the gifts that I've been given. But I think mostly the Lord would just wants to make sure that I finish my study. And so, you know, I, in order to be up here, I have to finish my study. So I think that he's just keeping me in tune because he knows otherwise I would wait until tomorrow to do today's study. I'm a procrastinator. But anyway, so here we go. Praise the Lord's glorious name. Bring an offering and come into his temple. Our offerings are all different, you know. Of course, you know we've we've talked about tithing and and you know some think it's ten percent and and yeah that's a good that's a good number, but you know the Lord wants more than your money. You know the money, of course, it helps the missionaries, it helps the snackies for the uh, for Wednesday night, it, it helps with uh, the electric bill, it helps with all these things. But the Lord really wants your heart. And if he has your heart, then everything else will follow. You know, I'm a cardiac patient, so I know these things. Wherever my heart goes, I have to go too. Amen? You can't take my heart out and put it over there. Leanne's not going any place if her heart is over there. She's going to be laying on the floor, right? Okay. Can you guys wiggle or pick your nose or something a little bit? Okay. So the Lord wants your heart. You can give offerings of of smiling at people. You can give offerings of saying hi to somebody as they come through the door because what if they've never been here before? Is anybody here for the first time today? 
How you doing? What's your name? Welcome, Jill. Not to put you on the spot, but, you know, don't you like to come to some place and have a smiling face? Yeah, yeah. See, I love my grandson. Every time I, he sees me, he's so happy to see me. He smiles, you know. It makes me want to come back more, you know. So, you know, remember these things, you know, guys. You know, pat one of the kids as they're stomping through, you know, on, on Sunday. Pat him on the head. Wave to him, you know. We, we like to be recognized with a happy face, you know, or we like, you know, we, I like hugs, you know, um, and I think most people, I mean, don't, don't go do it to strangers, you know, I might freak them out, you know, but, uh, but yeah, you know, and, and, you know, an offering, if you can help somebody out, hey, you hear somebody's moving, you got a few moments, you got a truck, yeah, go help them out, whatever you have at your disposal that you can share with somebody else, don't get me wrong, your family's your first ministry. Don't get so caught up in going, going, going that you don't take care of your family. Because that means somebody else has to take care of your family. So, you know, keep it within reason. Your family's your first ministry. But if you can help somebody out, then by all means, you know, uh, get up off the couch and go do so. And I know most of you here, and I know that you guys are making good use of your gifts and talents. So, you know, praise the Lord for that, that he gives them to us, and we can use them, give them back to him as an offering. Bow down before the Holy One. When he appears, tremble before him all the earth. He's coming back, guys. We all know that in this room. Everybody knows the Lord is coming back. Okay, here's the thing. is um, After my brother was born... I now went from being a baby in my Aunt Gracie's house to being the oldest in my mom's house. So that meant that I was in charge. It really meant that I had to do whatever my little brother needed. So, like, you're looking at the clock. You know what time your mom's going to be home from work because, you know, if you guys have ever, you know, been a child and had a working mother, you knew what time she was going to be home. And so um, we would do like this supersonic cleanup about 10 minutes before it was time for her to walk through the door because you could, my mom was a good woman. She was reliable. She was predictable. You knew that she, if she wasn't at work that she was going to come home and be with her kids. But you knew these things. But because we were home, you know, it wasn't good if your mom came through the door and the house was thrashed. You know, and the, you know, the, the lamp was in the fish tank or, you know, all these other things that I don't know how it happened. It wasn't me. Um, all these things. So we would do this supersonic cleanup, five, ten minutes. And you guys know your own kids are doing them. Because mm-hmm. I think that my kids do the same thing. Our, my older kids used to. My younger boys, they don't even care anymore. They're like, what's she going to do? Um <laughs> So, um, bow down before the Holy One as he appears, tremble before him, all the earth. Um, what I'm getting at is if the house was, you know, semi-picked up, we didn't have anything to worry about, you know. We knew that my mom was going to be okay with it. And so her arrival, you know, we weren't sitting there, you know, huh? biting our nails, crouched down in some corner. I mean, not my mom wasn't violent, but, you know, you get the gist. We weren't worried about her coming home because we had did what we were supposed to do. 
Now, my question to all of us is, are we awaiting the Lord's return like, woohoo, almost time for him to get here? Are we like, oh, man, you know, we're sweating. We got to put on some more antiperspirants. You know, um, are we are we are we afraid of his return or are we joyous to know that he is going to come back and sometimes we're even looking for him, right? You know, I know for me, you know, mostly when times when my heart is grieving, when I'm singing loudly in the dining hall, I'm waiting for him to come back because, you know, Lord, I just, I, I can't do this anymore. You know, please come back. And that's when he tells me the W word, wait. And so I wait. But I tell you what, on a regular basis, I'm not so, I'm not so scared. I'm not so scared that he's going to come back and find me doing something wrong. You know, I do have my moments. You know, I'm human. I lose my temper. I, uh, you know, I think stupid stuff on a regular basis. But it's not as much as it was. Last week, last month, last year, you know, it's kind of a fine-tuning, you know. I shared with some girls before that I clean my, my wedding ring every day. I keep it tuned up because my marriage should stay tuned up. Otherwise, it gets all crusty, and pretty soon you're popping out gems, and, you know, you, you, know, you do the ring check, ladies. We don't want to lose our diamonds or our rubies, do we? Well, me, I don't want to lose my marriage because I don't want to... You know, I don't want to take that chance. And I keep my relationship with the Lord tuned up as well because I don't want to lose that relationship. You know, that relationship is even more important than this relationship. So um, I hope everybody knows that as well. Okay, say to all the nations. Again, a different translation said, say to all the heathens. So we, the believers, are to say to the non-believers, the Lord is king. Does, does everybody that knows you know that you know that the Lord is king? Is he primero? Is he first and foremost in your life? The earth is set firmly in place and cannot be moved, except for the little earthquake that we had last night in Green Valley Lake. Did anybody feel that? Yeah, it was like a 2.8 or something. But that's, you know, that's, that's nothing compared to when he comes back. It's going to be moving and shaking, right? He will judge the people with justice. Again, going back to when my mom would come home, you know. Uh, my mom was an even-kiltered lady, you know. I didn't have to be afraid of her coming home and flipping a wig over, uh, you know, making up different rules for today than there was yesterday, you know. The rules were the same. You know, she was pretty even kiltered. Her mood was the same. You know, I knew the things that pleased her. And as I got to be, you know, 15, 16, I would do everything that didn't please her. But that's a story for another day. Um, But he is going to come back and he's going to rule us. Are we going to be found blameless? Are we going to be found in repentance? I hope so. And here we go into some imagery, as we talked about before. A lot of the Psalms, they use imagery, which I love because I'm a tangible person. You know, I I animate just about everything. You know, I, uh, I, I, that's how I comprehend things. 
And so it says, be glad, earth and sky, roar sea and every creature in you. So here it's given it's given um, uh, a personality to the to the sea and the creatures in it. And then it says, be glad, fields and everything in you. You know, you guys have ever seen like pictures of of the the Midwest with a little the little oats going in the in the wind and it's very it's very pleasing to our eyeballs you know and here's the one the trees in the woods will shout for joy um i remember a few years back i was a single mom and i was driving to work with my kids who could get breakfast there and then catch the bus from there so there's some blessings i was driving in a car that was um indefinitely borrowed from a friend and I was driving on gas that was put in my tank by another friend all these blessings going on right and as you go up Green Valley Lake Road I I work at the camp and we go up Green Valley Lake Road and the trees some of the pine trees grow like this and it just struck me and I shared with the kids I said, dude, look at the trees. They're even lifting their hands, praising the Lord, you know. And then to myself, I thought, gosh, Leanne, how, how much more should you be praising the Lord if these, you know, big old pieces of wood know to do it? That's what they were created to do. And that's what I was created to do. Praise my heavenly Father. Amen? Amen. When the Lord comes to rule the earth... He will rule the peoples of the world with justice and fairness. And again, that shows us the stability of our, of our God. He doesn't change. It's not nilly-willy. And if you get counsel from his word, it's what you can stand on. Now, as being a mom, as being a, a grandmother, pretty soon Matthias will be up and coming. For me to be able to go and get my answers from God's word that never change, that are foolproof, that that are reliable, is such a blessing. Because I don't know about you, but I have those kind of kids that you tell them something and they go, why? And my, my you know, it's such a relief off of me that I don't have to come up because I got, I have gray matter. I'm Greek. You guys remember that? I'm Greek. So I can philosophize, and I can surmise, and I can do all these things. I can think up all these answers. But then I don't remember what I said five minutes ago. So to be able to give reasoning out of God's word, you know, as, you know, to why, you know, I tell them don't have premarital sex. Don't walk out in front of a bus. All these things that you tell your kids. To be able to go back to God's word and get the bottom line as to why I'm telling you this. Because God's word says so. Because God is real. And because he's just. And because he'll never let you down. Because he's never let me down. That is such a relief for me. That I don't have to think up something uh, wonderful, you know, in and of myself. That this this is the truth. And he is the way and he is the life. Amen? All right. The, the closing commentary that I read from, uh, uh, I think, Spurgeon. It says, the wrap-up of this, of this psalm. 
So sing, be joyful, be thankful, praise God. It will be a day of triumph for God's people when he comes to rule the world. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. The day of judgment is on its way. Amen? You guys good with that? Is anybody scared? Don't be scared. He's our God. But do take personal inventory every, every day, as Nacho says. All right. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, once again, I just thank you for your word. I thank you that it gives me all the answers that I need. Lord, I, I thank you for, uh, uh, for all these ladies. I, Lord, I pray that you be with uh, Connie and Robin and, and um, as they're at the pastor's wife re- retreat. And, Lord, I pray that you bring them safely back to us. Lord, I just uh, I love you so much. I praise you for everything, Lord. I, I praise you to, that uh, I have a new grandbaby, Lord. I praise you for my family. Lord, I know you'll take care of all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thank you, ladies.